Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. My guest today is the Little Rock, Arkansas restaurateur legend, Mr. Louis Petit. His Arkansas folklore began in 1975 when Jacques and Suzanne Trinton, how do you say it, Louis? Triton, yes. Triton, I think. I'm Arkansan, <laughs> Triton, but it's Triton, decided to bring their European cuisine to Little Rock, Arkansas. Their restaurant was aptly and now famously called Jacques and Suzanne's on the top 30th floor of the first commercial bank building in Little Rock, Arkansas. But the Tritons, say it again. Triton. I can't do it. I'm just going to say it like yeah. Narcansan. The yeah. Tretons. Okay, but the Tretons didn't stay long. After just a few short months, they left, and their restaurant manager, Mr. Paul Bash, took the reins. His first order of business was to hire a European staff. This is when he hired Mr. Louis Petit as Jacques and Suzanne's first maitre d'. For 11 years, Mr. Bass, Mr. Moore, and Mr. Petit offered the fine dining elegant surroundings, and a view of Little Rock that was unmatched. If you have ever wondered why, or had out-of-town guests asks why, are there so many good restaurants in Little Rock? This is why. From Jacques and Suzanne's, Mr. Bash and, and Mr. Petit expanded their restaurant empire and spawned many local restaurant tours and local chefs on culinary perfection. Among these restaurants, which this is just a few, was Maison Louis, Cafe Prego, Graffiti's, and now Keat and Petite. It is my pleasure to welcome to the table restaurant royalty and our very own French chef, Mr. Louis Petite. Thank you very much. Very <laughs> well, hello, friend. Let's start at the beginning. How did you and Paul Bash, two international guys, meet and end up in Little Rock, Arkansas? It's a very interesting story, really, because I met Paul Bash in Brussels, Belgium, in 1972. Paul was in Brussels to learn French and French cuisine for a company, a Swiss company, Hotel Lindy. Ho- we met there. Hotel Lindy? Hotel, the owner of Hotel it was called Hotel Lindy. It was, it's a Swiss hotel. And we met in 1972. He was working in the kitchen. I was a maitre d'. And we became friends. No, he was from... He didn't know the city, so as I spoke English a little bit, so I, I could I was able to teach him, direct him, say, "Don't go to this part of town, stay here, do that." And we instantly we became friends, and he was there just for one year. I mean, he, then he returned to America, and after one year, I also left Hotel Lindy and went and worked in Switzerland, where I applied for a position, a metro d in Little Rock, Arkansas, which I was doing Jack and Suzanne. And when my, during my interview, Jacques said, do you know Paul Bash? I said, yes, of course, we, we are friends. He, he called him, he said, do you know Louis Petit? Yeah, absolutely, hire him. And that's how I ended up in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Paul Bash, being from uh, Finlay, Ohio, it was foreign for him, it was for me. You know, when you come here, you have inches and, and, and uh, ounces, and it's a different... Uh, yeah, the, the metric system. You metrics, don't have the metric system. No, but so Paul took care of everything and Paul is an amazing organizer first to begin with. I mean, and he's a great, uh, he was a great person and a great chef, of course. I mean, it was, he was the... How did Paul Bash meet Jacques and Suzanne's? How did he even end up there? And why were you applying? How did you find out about Again, that? I mean, the, the, it's, it's life, you know, those defining moments in life. The, the gentleman that got him uh, the job in Brussels is an, an American gentleman named Neil Maury, who was married to the to the, the daughter of uh, the, the Mr. Landy. So, it, it's and when they, and, and they were yeah, network, they were playing golf. He was a golf uh, partner of Jacques, uh, Jacques, Jacques Triton, and Neil Maury were playing golf together. And when Jacques said, uh, "We are opening a French restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas," Do you know anybody said, "Yes, I have uh, Paul Bash who lives in Little Rock." No, he lived in Finley, Ohio at the time. So, oh. but they met. No, and and 
Jack hire Paul to run the kitchen, design the kitchen even much. No, the, the, the theater floor was a virgin. We had the whole floor. Which, remember, it was an amazing restaurant, so beautiful with the view at a sunset on, on Mormon Lake. I mean, now we have the bar, the main dining room, the, the private room. And the, the, the kitchen was the best view. <laughs> we, we could see the, the airport from there. It was, amazing. Oh. it was the tallest building at the time. I mean, but yes, it was such an adventure. I mean, I remember we met in, we met in Geneva together and, and we were, my dream was to come to America. Like, in fact, it's another story. I mentioned it to you earlier that I was born during World War II and I'm very, my generation, we are very grateful to Americans for, making us free. Yeah. <coughs> and so I, so the, the seed was planted when I was a teenager. And my dream was to come to America. And the door opened because of... Uh, because you applied. So uh, how'd you find out about... You'd already applied, though, before you knew that Paul Bass was absolutely, there. Absolutely. Yeah. We didn't have the internet back then. How do you find that stuff out? It, they had a, a, a trade uh, newspaper called Hotel Review. Oh. No, it was everybody at the time... Because in Switzerland, they, they live of the tourism. I mean, it's the number one industry there. So, so you, you find if you're a chef, you want a, a, a waiter, maitre d', any kind of dishwasher, you name it, it's in this uh, journal. I mean, and I, I saw this ad, Little Rock, Arkansas, which was f- foreign to me. I, everyone says, why did you come to Little Rock and, and not you know, to uh, New York, San Francisco, right. Los Angeles, like everyone else does? And you know, I didn't choose the door, choose me, so to speak, because so the, the door that opens. But to me, I wanted to come to America, period. I mean, and Little Rock, I had no prejudice. I mean, and, and, and I'm so blessed because and I go to New York. In New York, I have a French accent, three million people like me. In Little Rock, we, I was unique at the time. You know, it was, oh my God, we love your voice. Thank you very much. Talk to us. It was instant recognition. I mean, so this was an amazing part of the success also that we were. You are French royalty to us because we didn't yep. have any Frenchmen here. We were like Louis Petit's here. But it's, that's what's, You're like a celebrity. That, that, yeah, exactly. I mean, because we don't think, I don't think I'm, I'm a celebrity. I don't think I'm famous. I don't think I'm, me, I'm, I'm just a lucky waiter. That's, that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way I look at myself. Because, you know, coming to a Little Rock in a brand new, beautiful restaurant, so elegant, I mean, on top of the building, it was a, a work Were you of, scared? How'd you learn anything? How did you? So you saw that there was an opportunity in Little Rock. Your friend Paul Bass was here. You know, serendipity that y'all ended up together in Little Rock. But you didn't know anything about Little Rock, probably. How did you learn about it before you came, or did you just come? I, I did not learn anything. But I just came with an open mind, first of all. And we, we had heard the trouble of uh, the. High school in 1969, I think. Uh-huh, uh, 59. Mm-hmm. 59, sorry. Yeah. So we knew a little bit about it, but this, this was okay. I mean, it's life. Me, I don't have preconceived idea. I didn't come here thinking. I was so happily surprised, to be honest with you. First, the way we were greeted by the. Just to tell you the, uh, an example, I don't know where Jack and Sue on top of the building. Yeah. When we arrived, the kitchen was not functioning. And we were putting the rug on the floor, hanging. A chandelier and everything. So we would go every lunch to get the group of all the European. We were about fifteen people, I think, all together. We would go to the Minutemen downstairs. And it was a burger place to have lunch, and we would sit down at a big table. And the public would come to us and say, "Welcome to our city." With oh my god, because just hearing us speaking French, laughing, and you know, and having everything was new to us. I look and. And they were so nice to, to us. I mean, the little girl behind the, the counter taking our order. I mean, and, and, and the public coming to us and say, welcome to Arkansas. Never heard that. In Europe, you know, they are much oh, more yeah. formal. I mean, they're oh, not yeah. as open, open-minded. And, it's snobby. And a little bit much more snob. I mean, that's, that's, it. that's why, to me, I mean, coming to Little Rock has been the highlight of my life. So everybody, including me, thinks you were born in France because you speak French, but you were actually born in Belgium. In Belgium, yeah. I'm a French-speaking Belgium. I'm a Walloon. I mean, and that's, uh, You're a what? A, 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 uh, we, have to, in French, we have the Flemish part of, of uh, Belgium and the Walloon. I'm a Wallon, which is like Wallonie. That's, it's, it's a French part. I mean, that's what we do. But you have to learn both languages. Otherwise, you are a foreigner in your own country. I mean, mm-hmm. but, and of course, and also you have to go to learn other, like German, we are so close to each other. 
That's what I, I, when you see America, how beautiful this country is, how big this country is. I mean, in Belgium, from the North Sea to the Luxembourg uh, border, there's about 200 miles. So you are in and out of the country in 200 miles. <laughs> you can drive 3,000 miles, <laughs> 5,000 miles at the end. You're still in America. You're still in America, speaking the same language, the same rules, the same law. We're so spoiled. So spoiled. I mean, and, and, and <laughs> so, it's true. It's such a beautiful country, too. I, I, I made a road trip a long time ago. No, we, we, we drove from Florida, where I live now, to, to uh, Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma, Santa Fe, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, the Highway 101 to Seattle, across uh, the Atlantic. I crossed until I, I hit the Atlantic Ocean and wow. come down. And, you know, no, North Dakota, South Dakota, the president, it was beautiful, the, the big sky of the country. I mean, and it is a big country, it is, and it is real. I mean, How long did that take you to drive? About uh, six weeks then. It was a, a, no, a thing I did. One of, another dream of a child, of a teenager, teenager dream you have, you know, you, you can, like you want to do a road trip, you want to go to South, South America, you want to do the Pan American, you want to do whatever I mean, a dream you have. So you did it? I did it. How long ago? Oh, it was like uh, 15 years ago. Oh, not that long ago. No, I mean, no. And I'm playing another one now. You are? <laughs> I'm not so sure. But yes, uh, Little Rock has is, is, is been amazing to us. I mean, in more ways than one. I mean, uh, You were born in Belgium, but yes. life was hard when you were born. Yes, because it was uh, World War II. Was, uh, you were born beginning. In- I was born in 1941. So after the war, I was five, four years old. I don't remember very much the war, except what my mother told me. But, but like... People don't realize when the war is over, the war is not over. I was eight, nine years old. I still needed a ticket to go and get some bread, to go and, and, and to rebuild the system, rebuild the country, rebuild. My playground was uh, houses had been bombed. I mean, we didn't even know it was dangerous. <laughs> we, we thought it was a great way great, great to, to play. I mean, uh, Just a field full of glass probably now. Glass and, and half house, and this thing was hanging by a thread. I mean. And, and it was also bombed, hidden somewhere. No, did an unexplode bomb, grenade, whatever. Oh it, gosh! It, it, not that we, no, we, nobody. I never got hurt and that kind of thing. But some people did. I mean, because something detonated them after. What did your parents do during the war? Well, um, I was my mother. I was a single mother. You know, I never met my father. My stepfather is a baker. I mean, was a baker. I mean, he's, he's, he's dead now. And my mother was a house. Uh, Housewife. Housewife. I mean, yeah. She, she so was, they went, after the war was over, did he continue to be a baker? Yes, he continued to be a baker. After the war, I mean, it was plentiful, the job for everybody. I and mean, we, we needed to rebuild. I mean, if you didn't work, after the war, you were really a lazy guy. I mean, oh. there was, it was like, <laughs> no, we were so hungry. Like now, you know, after two years of COVID, uh-huh. we want to go out. We want to travel. Yeah. We want to go again. Yeah. I mean, but nobody wants to Imagine after five years of war. I mean, yeah, you really do. Everybody... Some people lost their use. Some people because Aww. some people not 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 their life, but just their use. The, the best year of your life yeah. that you're supposed to be fancy free and and not, no, you were worrying about. Am I going to eat tonight? <laughs> what was your first job, and how old were you? I was 13 years old when I, I worked with my stepfather in, in, the, bakery. in the bakery. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you ended up going to work in the hotel. Was that your in the restaurant? In the restaurant. What 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 was the catalyst that changed you? To go ahead into the restaurant career because uh, what I'll be honest with you the the, the pay I mean uh, the, I, I was speaking with a, a friend a, a young guy like me he was fifteen years old I was fifteen and he said I work in a restaurant and he said I make so much money because we get tips and that's the beauty of the restaurant business I mean still today you know if if let's say if I hire you I, there's a limit to your salary I mean, even if it's a hundred thousand dollars a year in the restaurant business there's no limit I mean it's how far how much the restaurant, how well the restaurant works, and that's sky is the limit, you know. Yeah. How good the service is. What how good the service is. I, I, that's why I became really good at what I do because I realized immediately that you know, if you care, if you are really attentive, if you remember the name of people, the little detail, you know, like a, de- a detail, for instance, we remember Mr. Bill Dillard, you know, here yeah. from Dillard. He used to come to Jack and Stone all the time. And I remember he likes a GB, GNB drink with a, oh, JB. With, JB with water and, and ice on the side. So he would come, boom, it was there. He was impressed by that, the fact that 
Yes, I'm impressed when people remember you. You spawned that restaurant graffiti's that I think is still yes, around. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, it has been bought now. We were there for the 35th anniversary, and Paul, Paul McGee, Paul uh, McGee could remember oh, your I mean, drink it, the minute uh, vodka soda. I'd be like, yes, yes. It, it's it, it's that impressive, right? Because the, it makes you feel so welcome, first of all, and so. It's just a feel-good feeling. Right? Oh. You, you arrive and say, how is this guy? You know, he sees a thousand people on the mounds. I mean, I Oh, and you don't even have to see? You didn't even have to see Paul for, for two months. And when you walk in, he may not know your name, but he knows what you drink. He was very excellent at that. I mean, that's, yeah. and that's the secret of a successful restaurant, to surround yourself with this kind of talent. I mean, this kind of... That's exactly what other restaurateurs have told us, is that it's all about the talent and treating your people good. Absolutely, it's it's the success of restaurant. It's always the teamwork. I mean, I'm, I mean, people know me, and but and they will give me a chance to. They will give me the first <laughs> try. Yeah. But if if they are disappointed, there's too many choices. I mean, you know, so you better have your act together when you open the door. I mean, I you know, teamwork is something that's never been brought up in all the restaurant uh, entrepreneurs that I have interviewed, and they've never put it quite like that. But it is such a team. It from, is. From I mean, if the busboy can mess you up. Uh, the, the expediter can mess you up. The chef can mess you up. The salad. Yeah, the weakest link in, in your. Will show up in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But, but we have, a, like, with the synergy of the, the talent of people, someone will see if, if there's something is wrong. And then they will correct it before it hits the front. So, like with the food runner, we have. A, we have a, the system is well done. You are greeted by who sees it. We take your drink order. Then someone will come and take your order. Someone else will bring you the, your order, and and you have this ballet going it's a ballet. so smoothly. It's very smooth, but and it's not just a chance or luck. I mean, it's this well planned. I mean, the, 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 it's a ballet. It is absolutely because, and that's what you want. You want to leave the restaurant with this nice note. I mean, you don't want to say, "Oh my God, we had to wait three minutes." Call the waiter three times. Uh. So I need like. One thing, the advice, I, when we train our waiter, we say, when you, you bring the food, one glance, at the bread, do they need bread? Do we need to refill the water? Do we need, in one thing, if they're doing iced tea, do they need more iced tea? Just, you can register that, boom, and do it. And you are so happy as a customer because you don't have to say, can I get some more tea? And sometimes you're going to respond, it's so frustrating. I mean, there you are there. And, so, and you're paying all that money and you're having to beg people to wait on you. It just drives you crazy. But then again, you can be overweighted on. And you're like, would you leave me alone? I'm talking. Quit interrupting yeah, me. Yeah, but that's another uh, talent that you have to have. Not, don't be obtrusive. I mean, I don't go every two minutes, hours, you hours, your dinner, hours. Yeah, once you've said, thank you, it was good. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave <laughs> me alone. On. <laughs> that's true. Oh, no, I'm partnered with the Jim Keat and his family. I mean, Tommy and uh, and Jake and mm-hmm. and their wives worked. I involved also in the business, and that's the best thing that could happen to me because you now this amazing talent of people, and and the synergy between us makes it. I wouldn't have done it without them. To be honest with you, right? All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the famous restaurateur of Little Rock, Arkansas, Mr. Louis Petit. Still to come, more Arkansas restaurant folklore, Louis' culinary impact, not just to us diners, but also to the new restaurants and people they inspired, tips to restaurant wannabes, and what's he doing now? Does he still love his work? More to come after the break. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagAndBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016 branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and more recently opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. D. Flagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. 
You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with one of Arkansas's favorite sons and restaurant royalty, Mr. Louis Petit, who was introduced to La Rock in 1975 when he was hired as the first maitre d' of Jacques and Suzanne's European restaurant atop the first commercial bank building. So before the break, we talked about Louis was born in 1941, about the war, how he ended up in Little Rock, how much he loves Little Rock. You should be a spokesperson for Little Rock. You should go around and promote this city because everything you say is right on, and it's always so true. And I hear that so much from the people that I interview. Great. We should do the best of compilation of all the great things that people who who came to Little Rock say. Say when mm-hmm. they get here. They're yeah. always pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. on how they love it and how they've stayed. But now we're going to talk about Jacques and Suzanne. So the Trentons started it, who are Jacques and Suzanne, and then they left after just two months. Why? No, not two months. It was uh, two years. Oh, well, I somewhere read two months and thought, golly, that's like nothing. No, of course, it was two years. No, uh, true story, Suzanne didn't really appreciate Little Rock that much. Oh, we don't want her being a spokesperson. No, she was a a, a kind of a spoiled lady from uh, Geneva, Switzerland, and very nice person, and so was Jacques, but... uh, Little Rock was not a cup of tea, I mean, no, but that was, was I, again, that's why me, I, Louis Petit, I love America so much again, because the bank, First National Bank building, Mr. Finley Vinson, who was the president at the time, they said, we cannot go to the stockholder and say, we just blew a million dollars up there in two years, I mean, because they are leaving. So instead of that, they came to uh, Paul Bash, Ed Moore, Cathy Goss at the time, she's now, she's now a, a, a lawyer, but she was a partner at the, at the opening of the restaurant. And me, Louis Petit said, if you stay, we, may, we will make you co-owner of this restaurant. And we signed $300,000 worth of debt each. <laughs> I mean, because, but that's opportunity, you see. Only in America do you get this opportunity. And it's, again, a defining moment that you have to seize. Because I was scared to sign this note, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe you don't remember that. Uh, Jimmy Carter was president. Interest rate was 21%. Oh, you <laughs> it, it did was, not. It, it was the oil embargo. We could not, uh, we said, please keep the, the air condition on 72 to, to try to save. It was a different time, you know. But again, we You lo- signed oh. a note with 21% interest? Yes. And it was, the, the, and we paid it over 10 years, don't get me wrong. And it's a beautiful story. But, but I mean, again, like I said, my mother said, you don't go in prison for debt, so just <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, you don't go into prison for debt. No, you don't. That's, that's a good thing Just sign to the say. paper. You believe in it? Do it. I mean, and that's what we did. We believed in what we did because we loved it. And, and the city loved us. I mean, we, oh, oh, yes. Right? And, and you don't find this kind of love all the time. You know, so. you, know you said something so entrepreneurial. You just said debt is an opportunity. People don't realize that. It People is. think that debt is a death sentence. They're like, oh, don't go into debt. You're like, no, debt is an opportunity for cash. Cash is what you take to make to take risk. With. Absolutely. No. And that was, that, look, it, we became successful, of course, and we opened Graffiti, which was an, an amazing success also from the day first. I mean, uh, and, of, and of course, after Maison Louis and, 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 and Alouette, and, uh, and remember the cash crew? I mean, uh, Denis Sayem. The what? Le Casa Crut was a small restaurant in Westerland. Le Casa Crut. You remember that? Oh, I forgot about that one. Amazing place. I mean, and, uh, then he, he was a, a, a team in, in the Jack and Suzanne, so one of the best chefs ever. I mean, he has some, because they, you can, you, as you know, you can buy cookbooks. I mean, ah, bon, yeah. if it were that easy, but you need this no. little tour, tournament, je ne sais quoi, savoir faire, I mean, and, that, and the, te, the taste. Then he would taste the same bomb in little peppermint. You cannot write that in a cookbook. It, it says guideline. I mean, mm-hmm. if you like, not, yeah. Not put, in to, a, not, put in a put in a half a, te- a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. Voilà. But then you taste it and you go, oh no, we need a lot more salt. Exactly. You know, and the, the, the thing is, the talent that those people have. I mean, but, but yeah, the cascoding and all those restaurants were and sauces. You gotta know. I love a sauce. Excuse this, me. This you got to know when a sauce, you can't read how to do a sauce in a cookbook. Exactly. You got to do it over and over and over again. Fail, fix it, fail, fix Absolutely. it, and have a passion for learning about it. Because if you don't. No. And that's, again, I mean, that's, that's where you come back to the talent of uh, 
people like Denis, Michel Depreux, and all those amazing guys over the years. I mean, that, that followed us. And we trained. I mean, so many people also. And I, I think Peter Brave was... Uh, uh, Did Peter Brave come from... I thought he, Peter Brave... He, he worked with... He was young. He was yes. over... He has his talent. The camera doesn't take anything from his talent. We didn't create Peter Brave. Peter Brave had in himself to be a, a wonderful chef. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it's so many people came to our kitchen. Yvette uh, Brady. I mean, sixteen twenty. I mean, remember Yvette? Oh yeah. I mean, an amazing lady. I mean, great chef also. And she's a caterer now, isn't now she? Now she uh, she. She had some health problem, you know, because I see you know, the restaurant business that you're always on, on your standing up. I mean, and, and so her health was going to be difficult. But yeah, she still she still has a talent. She still has a, a catering. Her mother was already in the catering business. When we arrived, we met Mrs. Brady and the first time we discovered her. It wasn't, uh, yeah, Suzette was at 1620 with you. Who? Suzette, what, uh, not Suzette. Uh, who did you? Uh, Yvette. 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 Yvette was at 1620. Yvette Brady, yes. She became owner of 1620. But she started again at Jack and Suzanne, and she was also 16 or 17 years old. I mean, very smart, very, very smart kid. So let's come back to Jacques and Suzanne. I got to find out. They were in debt when they they were in debt? No, they were not in debt. I mean, no. But But they wanted to sell it, and the the, the banks. What what, what happened? The bank put up the money to, to create Jack and Suzanne. And I think at the time it costed about a million dollars. I mean, in 1975. Which That's a lot of money. Lots of money. It was a perfect restaurant. I mean, a beautiful appointment, velvet booth, remember, overlooking the city, Murano chandelier, riddle glasses. Linen tablecloths. Linen tablecloths. Table the, the silverware was... The, was silverware. Silver, And it was not, at the time, <laughs> another parenthesis. I mean, the... the the Hunt brothers in Texas, they were trying to corner the, the silver market. And, really? pe- and people were stealing our silver. We were thinking oh. it, 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 was, it was not real silver. It was plated silver. Oh, it was. But no, they didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> so there was this silver crisis in, uh, yes. in, in America, and everybody was locking up their silver cabinets because all their housekeepers <laughs> and, and, and people just kept breaking in their houses and stealing their, That's it. their I mean, silver it, chests. It, it was so, so crazy. I mean. But yeah, coming back to the Jack and so, yes, it was. Such a wonderful restaurant, so and it, it was not overpriced. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but oh, it was but pretty the, heavy priced. But, yes, but I mean, not overpriced for what you got. No, it was no, perfect. but it, it was expensive. I mean, there's no yes. question. And yes, if you want to go first class, you're gonna you're gonna pay for you're class. gonna pay for it. I mean, because the, the stuff we use. I mean, you should have seen I would, another detail. We we used to have Chateaubriand Escoffier. You know, that we cut table size and with like seven different vegetables. I mean, on the carrot, turnips. Fennel, broccoli, uh, cauliflower, and, and it was like a beautiful uh, rainbow on, on, on your plate. I mean, no, it, but it took hours for literally for the lady to cut by hand. And I hear sometimes some people say, "Oh, I think they're using canned potatoes. They all look the same." I mean, oh, it's true. Wow. It took, it took they're a, so beautiful. It took such a long time. See that that's the care, that's the love you put them I mean, in the thing. The mushroom was completely it was sculpted literally. I mean, that's, sculpted. That, that's incredible. It was incredible. I only ate there maybe once or twice. I couldn't pronounce anything on the menu. I was completely intimidated. But well, that's it. I mean, that's my, our job was not to make you intimidating. I mean, I would just make it easy you, that because yes. you don't go to a restaurant. It's not a, a test. It's not like you, you have to start. To, it's a pleasure. It's a joy. But the beauty, I think, I remember Jack and Sunday, you would get dressed, first of all, to come to, to go out. So it started at home. I mean, you were putting your best That's attire. That's the best place to start. Voila. Oh, it's, and, and you arrive, and, and you have the surrounding with you. It's magic. I mean, right? Suddenly, the lighting in, in, on the city, my God. You know, so many people don't realize that when you dress up and go somewhere, you are complimenting the hostess. You are complimenting the restaurateur. Exactly. They sometimes get self, self-conscious self about it. And they think, oh, I don't want to overdress. Or what if somebody thinks I look funny? When really what it is is no matter how you dress, as long as you show you took effort, you are paying compliments to the people that are waiting on you to the people that are serving you, to the restaurateur, to the hostess, whoever. But, yeah, you look like you 
cared enough to dress up for him, I guess I agree. is what so, I'm trying to say. Remember also at the time, you, it was mandatory to wear a jacket and a tie for the men. So if you didn't have one, we would give you one. I mean, right. We had some there on the foot of the thing. And the lady, of course, you can wear your best attire. That's, that's okay. But Which we love to do. Yes. I mean, that's it. And it's, we used it's to part of it. it yeah. Like, it's part of the, the fun, I mean, I it think. Is. I do, too. Playing dress up. When, we, when I was single, we used to get, get dressed up to go out to the bars and stuff. We would start at, you know, 7 or 8 o'clock. Well, we played dress up all the way till 10 o'clock at night before we ever even got out the door. And that was never as much fun as they're getting dressed at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, and in the times they are changing. You oh, have, sure. Yeah, you have to adjust to today. But yeah, but Jack and Susan was really, I mean, an incredible adventure for all of for all it of was. us. It was. An, it, it was an experience. So, did the did the did, did the did the Trentons ever come back and see it again after they left? No, no, unfortunately not. We 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 stay in touch with them. I mean, I mean, I saw Jacques sometime in Geneva later. They got divorced after that. It was kind of a sad, of course. I mean, but um, why did but, they ever pick Little Rock in the first place? But they didn't pick Little Rock either. Again, one thing I have to give credit and, and admire immensely, the vision of the, the people. Finn Levinson, he was president of the bank at the time, and the, and the board in those days, when they say we should make a restaurant on, on top, the crown jewel of this building should be a restaurant. It could have been a, a, a head office for a big company. I mean, yeah. I make a lot of money on the rent and not bother with the... Because it, it was a challenge to make a restaurant there. We could not use gas for the kitchen. We had to use electricity oh. because of the danger. And if you have a line that pops up, you, you realize that the building could blow up. I mean, so it was a lot of planning and a lot of... The, and they saw in 1972, 70, when they planned the building, they said, we're going to do a restaurant on the third just for... And so much admiration for that. And we have the vision... Because Little Rock, maybe you know if you know that until 1972, I think was a dry county here. Mm-hmm. It was liquor was not Little Rock. Yes, until really. Yes, so so in 75, I think 72. I, I could be wrong with that, but when we arrived in 75, we brought all the all the great wine and everything. And then the, the Strauss distributor existed and on Barretta Milton and all those places. There was wine and liquor on Little Rock. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I mean the big place at the time was Steak and Ale and the Leather Bottle and and yeah. Bru- and Bruno on on Asher uh-huh. where they were. I mean, it was a place to go. And uh-huh. that's uh, about it, though. So uh, we talked a little bit about all the people you inspired. But after eleven years, you decided to close in nineteen eighty six. Jacques and Suzanne's. Why did you decide, and how was that decision made? Oh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I mean, but the. Uh, when we when we came first national it was first national bank building with the Finn Levinson and first commercial came when the, they merged but it was not really a merger it was a takeover I mean the first commercial became the the top dog and they didn't have the same uh, vision that Finn Levinson had I mean uh, because it was a very expensive restaurant to run I mean you know, if if we were not subsidized by the bank we would not have been able to sustain it. And the, the new bank, was not, they want, didn't want to do that. I mean, All about making money. Absolutely. And you have to respect them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, but... I mean, Boy. Yes. I mean, uh, but you see, the vision, again, of uh, the, those people that they say, if we divide the cost of this restaurant by all the square footage in the building, it's pennies per person. I mean, it's not, right? Oh, I see. And that's, But what do you offer with the Mary Lynch? Friday, Friday Eldridge firm, a big lawyer, big mm-hmm. law firm, Cranford Johnson uh, advertising. Also, when those people bring, brought guests from out of town, we had people from New York, they were in O when they said, You have this kind of restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was the, the best business card you could get. I mean, yeah. it was you had to be proud to be in Little Rock and to have this kind of talent, this kind of success. So they, they saw that. The new, the new owner did not. I mean, it was more like business, and it's okay. We don't no bitter feeling. There were, I, I love Bill Bowen too. I mean, he was a great guy and a nice, a nice person. And but, well, it's inspired a lot of the the first commercial um, owners. They did a great service to the city of Little Rock because they inspired so much restaurant talent and chef's talent. Exactly. It they made, they made a survey of that. I think we did 34 restaurants in the rug. 34? Spawned from, from uh, the Jack and Suzanne. 
school, so to speak. You know, like say, uh-huh. We do not train everybody, but we, we inspire them. And it's that's a, right. It's, and that's a good thing. I want to talk about every one of those. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the famous restaurateur of Little Rock, Arkansas, Mr. Louis Petit. Still to come, more Arkansas restaurant folklore, Louis culinary, Louis's culinary impact, not just to us diners, but also to the restaurants and people they inspired and what he's doing now. Does he still love his work? More to come after the break we've got great news from the dreamland ballroom dancing into dreamland is back for the 11th year that's right 11th annual dancing into dreamland happens on february 12th 2022 they're changing up the formula a bit with a valentine's gala right there in the dreamland ballroom food drink a silent auction attendees will have the pleasure of viewing several spectacular dances and varying genres will fill the night you'll be able to vote for your favorites via text it's a very fun evening dancing into dreamland and not the least important thing is it's a terrific fundraiser for this extraordinary historic venue a panel of celebrity judges will pick their favorite act and they'll be awarded a special cash prize dancing into dreamland is back february 2022 you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with one of Arkansas's favorite sons and restaurant royalty, Mr. Louis Petit, who was introduced to Little Rock in 1975 when he was hired as the first maitre d' of Jacques and Suzanne's European restaurant atop the first commercial bank building in downtown Little Rock. Let's talk about some of the restaurants that you started. And I just want to tell everybody at the break, we were talking about the way Louis talks. Son Gray and I were talking about he has a beautiful way of speaking, and then he uses the word beautiful a lot, mm-hmm. and that and that it's just lovely. Mm-hmm. And that and I told Gray I was going to start putting that word in my vocabulary. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, you said you spawned. Spawn, is that the right word? Yeah. No. Okay. <clears throat> Spawn 34 restaurants in Little Rock? That's, that's what the, I, I, I didn't count them personally. I mean, it, it was... What, 32, that, 34, yeah, but, 36. But, but, but talented work with us in the kitchen and then opened their own place. And I was I was saying, uh, Peter Brave, uh, Yvette Brady, you know, 1620. Uh, of course, Denise, I opened the Castle Crude, then Alouettes. Then they did uh, also the Purple Cow, and oh. that was the same, the same family. I was not involved. So graffiti, of course, and that was been there for 30, 35 years. I was part of it at the opening. I mean, and Maison Louis was your... And Maison Louis was mine. When I, um, I branched out of, uh, my, with my partner, how could I say, I wanted more, so to speak, you know. And in, in a partnership, you have, when you have four partners, you have to listen to four opinion and it's okay we are still friends today don't get me wrong we never right. fought or anything like that but me i wanted more i mean i, I was thinking so i said I'm, I'm gonna branch on my own and do because there again we kind of jack and suzanne lived those 10 years and i wanted more like a bistro type food i mean more yeah every day no no jack and suzanne let's face it was a special occasion the restaurant and yeah. people they would celebrate we would have a whether the birth, you, you get engaged or your anniversary, you would come. It was great celebration. It was a perfect setup for that and the perfect setting. But it was feast of famine, for instance. No, like we, we find out the hard way here that when they have a Razorback game, for instance, <laughs> with the worst night of. Oh, yeah, nobody shows up. Nobody shows up mm-hmm. and was thinking. Whoa, weird. Weird. I mean, I'm because I thought, no, not just football game, restaurant. Yes, sir. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Don't. Most restaurants boom after a Razorback game. Of course, I mean, I would, but but they're casual. No, not ours. I mean, yeah. Exactly, it was. So, but no, small thing like that. I mean, and, and again, I like uh, yes, uh, other restaurants also in, in North Little Rock also was the open Charbatchi, of course. I'm born, oh, I was going to ask you if Charbatchi is one. Suzanne and, and Alain Boscarolo. Alain worked with us at Jack and Suzanne as a maitre d' and, and his wife, who now owns Charbatchi, and she's an amazing. Uh, Restaurant owner, very talented. Did you already say Alouettes? Alouette, yes. Yes, you did. Yes, Alouette. It was Denis and Paul Bash and my owner. And Why did you close Maison Louise? It was going great. I used to eat there all the time. But that was a more, I would I say, the personal problem. But I was, I made, I made a mistake to work with my wife. So no, that was that was Prego. No, no. That, that's what, that's after, a different wife. Yeah. No, it was, it was the same wife, but. I didn't learn my lesson the first time. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, no, no. Maison my, Louise was with your wife, but Cafe Prego was with your wife. Yes, it was with mine. Uh, when I started <laughs> Cafe Prego, I did, I, I did it with my sons. Then my son moved to Florida. 
Oh. Where we opened a restaurant there. And then uh, Jacqueline came back and worked with me. I mean, she's very good at, at running a restaurant, but we don't have the same philosophy as far as management, and I'm much more much softer than she is. Oh, she's a fiery woman. Yes, she is. I mean, she's, we are still friends, don't get me I wrong. Know. Yeah, no, no. And, and I still love her, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not, but... Uh, you were married what, a long time. Yeah, 25 years. I mean. Well, I was talking to another Jim Keat, your business partner at Keat Petit, and, he, and he's been married 50 years this year, and he, I said, this restaurant business and... Uh, hotel business and service industry is tough on marriages. And I don't know. Top how. it off with the fact that he goes up in a plane every few yeah, days. Yeah, <laughs> he, he told us about flying on his plane. Oh, yes. He's, he's an amazing man. I mean, he's totally he, incredible. I mean, he's like, a pretty incredible guy. But um, we talked about the stress that this career that you've chosen is on a marriage and children and all, and all of that. Yes, it is definitely, and it is very difficult to stay married in, in the restaurant. First of all, at the hours, you always work like Christmas, the Saturday night, whatever. But for me, it was not a problem because I really love what I do, and I'm good at it. And but you're a Frenchman. Yes. And you like women. I do. And that's, and that's, that's a, I can, There's I, a lot of women in the restaurant I, business. I, I can resist Almost anything except temptation. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> women. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. No, no. Uh, it's, it's true. I know it's difficult. I don't want to give away the uh, secrets. But no, it's, it's true. The restaurant is, it's, uh, you are so, you're always, people are celebrating and you are part of that celebration. You, yeah. know? you become almost intimate with them because if, like my son said in Florida, he said, Dad, if you want to, you customer to enjoy the time, you have to party with them, so to speak. I yeah. mean, I, you're still working, don't get me wrong. You're not drinking or anything like that, but you're there cheering. You're the, cheer, the cheerleader. And the energy. And the energy. And it's difficult to, for marriage, absolutely. Uh, so now you're at Keat and Petite, your latest restaurant to open in Little Rock. I think it's your yes, latest one yes, to open absolutely. in Little Rock. Yep. Uh, Cypress uh, Social Club is the latest one to open one year ago. Is that? Are you part of that? Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. So for the people that don't know, the Cypress Social Club is the old cock of the walk in Mom Mail, Absol- and you kept the cock of the is that am I saying it right? Cock of the walk. Cock of the walk. Yeah. yeah. Kept kept the street name. Kept the street name. Mm-hmm. Cock of the walk. Mm-hmm. I think that's really clever. Like Grace said, it was uh, a homage. Uh, to it's yeah. a it was a landmark. I mean, it was there for yeah. uh, thirty five years. If you were to change the name of it, since the restaurant so far back away from the street and you did change the name of the street nobody could find it because everybody would be like i don't know where it is right. the, where's the street it, yeah it's it? very difficult to, to find but it, <laughs> it's it, way far uh, off but it, it's worth looking for it's beautiful i mean again that's what right. i hear it's new from the top to the bottom yes jim did an amazing. what's the kind of food it's, it's more like a new orleans a little bit uh, oh more, more more casual a little bit more casual than the petit and kid but very good food oysters and, and alligator and uh and a, Cajun? A, a green tomato, more, more Cajun. Okay. Yeah. So, Petit and Keat, how did it come about? How did you and Jim Keat, even though you've probably known each other because you're restaurateurs forever, how did y'all 40, end up? About to... 45 years. I mean, but we, we, we've been friends, and um, we Jim has a, a condo in, in uh, Florida next to our restaurant. And we would get together one night. Of, um, we went to, to, he invited me to have a bottle of wine uh-huh. <laughs> and four bottles of wine later. We decided. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a good idea. To <laughs> well, everything sounds Jim, good Jim, after four yeah. bottles of wine. Jim came up, came up with the idea. I mean, he said, "Louis was your good name and our, and our name." And uh-huh. because Jim is much more experienced than me in opening restaurant, has opened 150, I think, altogether. So yeah, he's an, an incredible entrepreneur. I mean, and that's, uh, what city is the Raw Bar in? In Louis Louis in Florida, what city is it actually in? Uh, uh, Louis Louis in Santa Rosa Beach, in the Red Bar is in Grayton Beach. Which are all right there in the panhandle. Yeah, next to Seaside. Next to Seaside. Seaside. What is next? You got another restaurant in the making? No, 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 no. no I'm, st- I'm stopping now. Because no. Do you still love what you do? I still love what I do, yes. You do, I, I can tell. I enjoy it. You know, it's, I feel so special because all the friendship that you create over the years. I still go, go to work with pleasure. I mean, that, and that's, that's one of the things I wish to anybody who, who has a job. No, no that's... You, I go, I am the leader, so I get, I, my first thing I do when I arrive at a restaurant is say hello, hug, kiss, depending, you know, in, in Europe, we, we kiss, I mean, the, the thing. And hug it's and like, kiss. Hug and kiss. It's a, new, it's a new day, happy to see you, you are part of the, the success, you know, and let's do it again today, I mean, it's, it's a brand, you have to, 
in the restaurant business, you, you can the most important thing is to be consistent. That's what I'm, I'm, we are aiming for. I'm aiming for uh, not to be the best restaurant in the world. Or people say you are, but you know, we know better. We are a very popular restaurant, and we try to be consistent. The quality, the, the, the service, the, the mood every day, day after day after day. Forget yesterday. We start all over today. Keep both feet on the ground. And that's uh, um, an advice I would give to anybody who opened a, a restaurant. I mean, uh, just be love what you do and... and and just keep it simple. That's, that's and be consistent. Be consistent. That's most important quality in a restaurant. Next time when you are, you tell your friend, oh, have you been to Cyprus or have you been to Petit and Kid? Have you been to any other restaurant? And you go back and it, it's not good. It's good. That's a terrible thing to, that can happen to you. I mean, and, then, and you feel bad because you think, oh, my God, last time I was, I was there, it was this and this. It was so perfect. And now it's a disappointment. I mean, so... Keep it simple. Do it again and again and again. I mean, that's. I think that's good advice for any business. Be consistent. Absolutely, yes. No, and, and we have we have a new restaurant that's only one year old. So, and, and you have to babysit. It, it, you can never let it get to your head. I mean, and say, oh, oh yes, well, look at the, we are full every night. You have to. You call. Can I reserve? No, we are fully booked. Sorry, nothing for two days. Still. Keep your eye on the ball. Don't let it get to your head. I mean, it can stop tomorrow. No, just be. It's all about, you said, loving what you do. And I think sometimes that's a choice, don't you? It's a luck, I think. You know, yeah, I, sometimes you would say, I feel it's my universe. I mean, when I get into, I, I pass the door, I, I see my collaborator. We, we're happy to see each other. The synergy between us is good. I'm, I'm like the chef d'orchestre. I mean, the door, you know, we, we, we greet you. We, some, you go to some restaurant, they sit you, and then you don't see the waiter for, for 10 minutes. And, and that's stupid. I mean, so we don't do that. We send you to the bar, or we send you to your table. We send you to your table. We know you're going to be taken care of. I mean, and that's those little details makes a good service. I mean, So what do you think the restaurant business of the future looks like? Staffing, food sources, trends, service, takeout versus dine-in? I think people want still to go to the, to the romance of the restaurant. I mean, I think we are blessed because now, for instance, if you sell shoes, or if you sell clothes, you, you have uh, Amazon and you can order and it's sent to your house and you try it and you send it back if you don't like it. In the restaurant, you still have, you have the ambiance. I mean, and you open the door. Me, what I love most about the restaurant is it's a very sensual business and because there's the music, there is the material on the wall, the chairs, the the rug, the wood, the wood, the, the bar, the, the wood. It's the all your senses and the smell. And, 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 and like we pay great attention to the lighting, for instance. You know, I just want to go and you have this lighting, like if you eat at, at a breakfast place, like, you know, this like neon light on your face. And, uh, I hope or whatever you feel, oh my God, I need to get out of here. I look like hell. I mean, <laughs> but right? we, we pay very, a lot of detail to lighting, music. Oh, my God. Chair, furniture. Everything. The whole Everything. experience. And the, the whole, it becomes a whole, I mean. And like you say, you smell, you arrive, it, it, it smells good. I mean, it smells, it smells elegant. It's very, and this, what do you think about this trend for all the restaurants to be so loud now? That's a mistake, in my opinion. We, we try to, you know, we, we put some tile on the ceiling, I mean, to absorb. We still have the floor is marble, so it's pretty loud. In the bar, it's wood, and it's not too. It's not too loud. The music is not too. Yes, it's mostly most of the time it's too loud. I don't they, like that either. They, they, there's kind of a philosophy that people like it when it's loud, but I'm not sure they do. N- not all the time. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't like it too loud personally. I like I like to listen my conversation. I mean, if I'm speaking with you, I don't want, or even if I have to guess one word out of two. I mean, it's not fun anymore. Right. It's too much work. No, no. Uh, the restaurant career in your career which is awesome what are you most proud of i'm proud the fact that i inspire my children to be in the restaurant business i mean <laughs> that's, and i don't say i told them i you know, when they were the age of uh, choosing a, a profession 18 years old whatever do you want to go to school do you want to be a lawyer do you want to be a doctor do you want to be a plumber whatever you want to do i will support you and that's it that let me think about it. I say, why are you thinking about it? You're going to come and work with me because I'm going to think about it on my money. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they liked it. I mean, they yeah. were introduced. 
And one, my, my son, Oli, is the one who created the Red Bar. He said that he was seven years old when, when he came to Little Rock and I was at Jack and Suzanne. He said, when I saw you going to work with your tuxedo at the time, we were working a tuxedo bow tie. And he said, you look like James Bond to me. I mean, I was, and it's the, the image he remembers. And then he worked at Jack and Suzanne when he was like 14 years old, 12, 14 years as a busser for one summer. And he, he fell in love with it. He said, I like the ambiance. I like the fat. It's like a ballet. I mean, I, I, you come really in and is. out of the kitchen, and, and I'm trying to. And we try to teach people not to be noisy, not to be obtrusive, not to be. You, you, you have your dinner, then your table, your plate is gone, and it's not like it's a big bust up. And then, I mean, we try to do that with finesse. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing I'm proud of. That my children are in the restaurant with me, and they, and they love it, and they're good at it. I mean, they're, they're even more it. successful than I've ever been. So, and. And sharing with Jim and, and his families. I mean, it, it's another it joy. From, it's, yes, it's, Are you ever going to quit? No. no yep, I, will, I, I will never quit. No, I will, I will, as long as I'm, I'm wanted, I mean, as long as I'm physically able to do it, of course. I don't. Yeah. You're probably going to work tonight, aren't you? I am, yes. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, and probably tomorrow again, too. Um. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> but again, to me, it's, it's a privilege, isn't it? You know, because I'm going to see people that, I, I like people I enjoy. People are happy to see me because since I don't live here anymore, it's a little bit not as often as before. And we kept the friendship from 45 years on. I mean, there's yeah. so many amazing. Our celebrity, Louis Petit, restaurant royalty. Thank you so much for <laughs> coming on. But thank you for having me. I, I really enjoy enjoyed very it. much being with you. Thank you for coming on. And I'm going to send you a Belgian flag, Merci. a Arkansas flag. I guess I'm going to have to send you a Florida flag an American flag for all the places you've lived. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed speaking thank with you, you so me much. Thank you. And thank you, Arkansas. Thank you again for all your support, your friendship, and please stay hungry, stay hungry my friend. <laughs> In closing, to our listeners, I want to thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, email me, gray, at gray at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you, Live the American dream.